It's Tramaraderie. <laughs> okay. Well. Well, finally. We well. <laughs> we figured it out. Did you hear Dutch person come out just now? You're like, well. No, I've been doing that a lot lately. I've just been putting some into things. It's definitely Dutch. I remember when I first started learning Dutch, I came home and I was so sick of that. Do you remember that? Like how your tongue would swell up and like your throat would kind of... Perpetual sore throat. <laughs> so nasty. Yeah. Wait, should we have like an intro so we can be like... We yeah, we should definitely um, do that. All right. Actually, every intro, um, just so that uh, everybody knows... Every single intro, we usually um, tell, like, what our name is, where we're from, how old we are, and um, our kinks and our fears. Okay. So, you guys go first. Okay. My answer is the same for all of those questions. It's just 34. That's my kink, my fear, my age. And I guess you can call me that, but I've been called worse. 34 number 34 okay yes. we are joined today with my beautiful fiance mr andrew hemmins we're going to be talking about some fun stuff but do you want to do you want to tell us how you are first mandy like what's going on what's good what's good no um yeah i don't know i mean same as <laughs> as always i have to go to a neurologist tomorrow at 8 30 in the morning so like freaking early for why well, you know how I had the herniated disc and everything, and then I finally got, like, an MRI, and then the herniated disc, they already had said, like, it, it only shows up, like, 60% of the time, and so it was a possibility that it wouldn't show up. It, they showed it, and then they said something like, well, we couldn't see the herniated disc, but what we do see is, like, dented lumbar, some things, and it was just whole bullshit, and I don't know. I've been, like, to the hospital multiple times for different things. They sent me to a uh, revalidation doctor. I don't know if that's like a thing out there, but he was saying that my body, like it reacts in a way that says that I have nerve pain, but there's nothing to be seen on the MRI. And I think I told you about like the three fingers that I had, like my left hand, like the thumb. Um, what do you call that? The index. pointy finger. Index finger? Index. Index finger. Um, and my middle finger, I couldn't feel them anymore. And they just went numb for no reason. And so they sent me to a neurologist who did a carpal tunnel thing on me. And I didn't have carpal tunnel, but it didn't feel like I've been, I've had carpal tunnel. I've been operated on it. So it didn't feel like that. Um, and then that was it. And I was like, hey, wasn't I supposed to have like more, like, weren't you guys supposed to test me on more things? And um, the guy was like, yeah, it's kind of odd, but they didn't, it's not standing here that you have to have those tests. And so I was like, well, what do I do now? And he's like, oh, you have to go back to your doctor. And I was like, I'm not going back to my doctor. I'm sick of it. I'm just done with all the tests. So I called the pain clinic and they did like last year, they gave me shocks and a nerve blocker in my right leg. So I called and I was like, hey, you know, can you guys do it again? And, um, but can you, you know, please see if you guys can fix my back and my left leg now and, um, so he was like looking through my file and he was like, I'm not gonna fucking touch you because <laughs> you have all this nerve shit and nobody has actually looked at it. <laughs> and that's fucking weird. And I was like, yeah, I said the same thing, but like, I, you know, I'm not getting anywhere. And so, um, and I'm, I'm in a lot of pain, so I'd want to come to you. And he was like, yeah, but no, you're not. I'm not doing it. Um, and so I <laughs> said, well, what do I do now? I have to go back to my doctor to get a referral or to the neurologist or something and he's, or to get more tests. And he was like, no, I'm sending you to the neurologist now. Like, I'm sending you. And so they called last week. This is last week. And they called last week. They said, you're one of the newest people that has a referral and somebody can't come, can you come in? And I was like, no, I can't. Like, I, right now I can't. I usually can. So if you have anybody, like, you know, that calls off, please call me. They called me last Friday and they were like, can you come in already on Monday? And I'm super happy because usually, like, one of those, you know, appointments, the, the waiting list is usually, like, you know, at least a month and a half to two months. So I'm just super happy I'm going to get in. So I'm going to get tests done to see, like, where are you know just what the fuck i guess is wrong <laughs> yeah no it sounds I, d I don't even remember you telling me that your three fingers went numb that's insane 
Yeah, they just went numb like two months ago. I did tell you. I probably forgot because I did say I have a bad just, memory. <laughs> there's no like actual reasoning behind it. They well, just went numb. I was doing yard work and I wasn't like leaning on it. I wasn't doing anything. They just went completely numb. And then they started like doing that tingling sensation like when it's sleeping and then it would go numb again and it would it, it had been on and on for weeks and weeks and weeks and then stopped for a week, came back. So I just can't wait to figure out you me, know me too up. definitely let me know but maybe do it in writing so i can remember better <laughs> yeah right no i think that it's probably i mean I, I didn't talk about it much i think i just like brought it up like dude like what the fuck is up with my nerves you know first my back and then my well first my leg and then my back i always have something with nerves so. yeah no i know so i'm really glad you're getting looked at that's awesome and how are you uh yeah i'm good um my my elbow still sucks. My wrist is doing better. I can I can like move my fingers and stuff now. Other than that, I recently started a new podcast with my friend Lizzie. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, I saw it yeah. on Instagram. You're gonna have to come on that one at some point and talk about all of the books that you've read and and all that. But um, we're really excited about it. Uh, yeah, that's that's that. What about you, uh, Mr. Andrew? I'm good. <laughs> Mr. Andrews had actually a pretty big week, right? Because you launched. uh, Yeah, no, wait. Launched. You threw it out in social media, like. Uh, I've been a little bit. I've been a little bit more active with uh, this project called Blur Social that I'm working on. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, so Blur is a website that I'm building, and it's for like artists and creators to post and sell their work digitally, so they could sell subscriptions. So, like, if you're an illustrator or a podcaster or a musician, and you wanted to create like a blog that has like different subscription levels, you can have like a free subscription and just put your work out there, or you could also charge like five or ten dollars a month and have that content that you post to that subscription level basically like protected so someone would have to pay to access that stuff and i think it's going to be a cool way for people to like market themselves but also monetize their work so they can actually make money off of their work instead of just like being a starving artist i guess right and there's also the opportunity to tip an artist yeah you could you could tip like even if it's in free mode so like if you guys posted your podcast there which people, we will eventually. Yeah, people could go and just like tip your podcast episodes and be like, "Oh, I really like this episode. Here's a dollar." Exactly. You know, so we would like have that. like as a as a podcast um, creator, we could have like our free uh, subscription, which is just like us posting mm-hmm. whatever our regular free podcasts are. But if we wanted to do something extra, yeah, like if we wanted to have you do extra like bonus videos, episodes, bonus or... episodes, we could have people pay yeah. subscriptions for that. Yeah. Oh, kind of like a like a Patreon then. But yeah, it's, like a, it, it's a okay. bit different than yeah. Patreon because Patreon does not have the ability to have a free Yeah, they don't have free levels and they don't have social, uh, they don't really have like social Which is things what, built in. Like yeah. in Patreon, if you're following a, uh, like a creator's account, you can comment and like their post, but... It's not set up in a way where like uh, it's like a network where you could you could follow a creator and that creator can follow someone else and 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 that kind of like mesh network. Yeah. It's just like That's... it's very closed off and there's no there's no free and open tier. Yeah. Um, so, That's what I was looking at yesterday. Yeah. That I thought was the coolest thing to me was that it's kind of, it's just networking. Also, it to mm-hmm. me it looked like a like an Etsy. I'm not trying to, trying to say an Etsy, but it's like a, an Etsy, a Facebook, and a LinkedIn kind of thing mm-hmm. all at once because it looked yeah. like you, could, you know, promote your stuff, but you could also connect and, and network mm-hmm. and also you could interact with each other, right. which I thought yeah. looks cool. It's it's really, honestly, it's it's so many different variations yeah. of yeah. Um, like the- things that you can do like the blogging situation. I love that. I love that you're able to like post like long blogs if you want mm-hmm. to. Um, you can post videos. Uh, you can post your artwork. It it really is very similar to Patreon and and Tumblr. And- yeah, that's that's how I always describe it as like Tumblr built uh, Tumblr with Patreon, and they had a baby. Mm-hmm. I, I've gotten a lot of other like um, like a lo- actually a few people have said, oh, is this like LinkedIn mixed with this or that? Yeah, which because they they see it. And, and I think they're seeing it correctly. I actually really like the LinkedIn connection, even though like LinkedIn is this like weird, uh, you know, professional network or yeah. something like that. Yeah. But I like it because it is about 
promoting and growing yourself as an artist yes and so that's why i like that that connection with linkedin because linkedin is about like the professional people exactly you know getting jobs and work and stuff like that i love that like you know potentially someone could even for example, if they're if they're trying to look for a job in the industry, they could literally link them to yeah, their they'd be like, oh, blur. check out my my blur page, and it's like, it, it could double as a portfolio, or it could double as uh, you know, um, just like proof, uh, uh, social proof is like a big thing, especially with like digital content creators or or companies where you could say like, oh, I have this many subscribers, so that's kind of my social proof that like I am legit or something like that. I, I don't really like following yeah. the numbers thing. So we don't we don't show like how many likes you got to like other people. Like and we you'll don't show, know. You know, yeah. Oh, that's you also could see. cool, I think. Because there's not like yeah. so much of a competition. It's not supposed to yeah, be a we competition. Don't sh- yeah, only you know how many followers you have, but other people can't. And actually, we don't actually show the number right now. You just would have to count on your yeah. list. But eventually, we'll show that because like analytics are important to yourself. Mm-hmm. But To see how you're growing yeah, and progressing. But I just think it's like bad form. The way that like Instagram and TikTok make it so like you have you can go to someone's page and be like wow they have 400,000 followers they must be good so that's, I'm gonna follow them I, d- I don't like that yeah but that, so. yeah but even then that's uh, like not only that but how perfect is that for somebody with like social anxiety that's who doesn't what, dare yeah. to bring out their stuff because yeah. they're afraid that people will be like oh they only have like 150 I'm not even gonna look through it yeah you know what yeah. I mean not to like or well a little bit to loop this back into like some of the subject matter of you guys's podcast but a lot of a lot of my influences in building this were actually Melanie, first of all. But second of all, just the fact that, like her, so many other artists have, like, social anxiety or just anxiety and depression in general. And they're, like, these really awesome creators, but there's so many barriers that they have to, like, uh, put their work out there, first of all. And second of all, like, a lot of people are like, oh, I, you know, I can't. I don't want to sell my work. It's not worth anything. When in in reality, it is worth things. And people are willing to buy small artist work, even if they haven't heard of it. I don't know that like subscription is is the only form of that. That's just the first thing that we built. But maybe tipping, maybe selling other products. There's a lot of things that we want to build in. But my whole point is that is like one of the first thoughts in my head as we are building this is building it to be accessible to artists especially those who have like a lot of anxiety around their artwork and i want this to be a tool to help like break down those barriers a little bit but just you know have artists have a way to put their work out there yeah i really like that i think it's a huge yeah. thing to advocate for um, yeah i was gonna say i just think it's so awesome i think it's really cool that you're looking at it through a you know creator's point of view of what is the most important before yeah, we I, expand yeah i mean there, there's a few things like when you're building like digital companies and and products they always there's a lot of different advice that like people who are successful give you and and one of them is, well, I guess there's two main ones. It's it's always like, you know, listen to your users. Don't just build whatever. But the other one is kind of like almost opposite of that. But it's like build something you would like. That's part of what I'm doing. I'm, I'm trying to do both of those things. I'm trying to build something that I would like, but also building something for like this very specific user type, uh, which is like modeled after Melanie for sure. But um, <laughs> so there's there's basically four of us that are working on the project like a lot. And then like Melanie helps out and actually one of Melanie's friends. Yeah, Lizzie and their husband, Marius. Yeah, he, yeah. He's, he codes, right? Yeah, he ge- he's given us a lot of advice and help and is even like coded some stuff for us to make the just the it a little bit more stable because, you know, um, a- as we build it, we're we're learning. But um anyway the point i was gonna say is like we have a meeting like almost every night with the the core four group and we definitely talk about like okay what are we building today and like what do we need to do but a lot of times our discussions like evolve into you know the future of things or like how we how we're thinking about things and a lot of those conversations like always circle back to like ethics and i think that's really important to me is like to build something that like is ethical for artists and for us as like a you know a company and is accessible so a lot of my inspiration behind that is like i look at places like spotify that are supposed to like serve artists but like totally fuck them over and you know i don't know if we will hit the 
the nail on the head right away but like my goal is always to be like very ethical in how we work with and treat the artists uh, especially like make sure that they are happy with like how they're getting paid but at the same time I, I, I think there's one other word that I like to pair with like building something that's like ethical in like a business sense and it's also sustainable so um, I want to build something that like we are paying artists like what they want and they're happy with the service and they're happy with their growth but we're also sustainable as a company so we can grow and make better things for those artists right so it has to be this this circle of like you know ethical business and sustainable business where you know we i can pay the developers that are working on it i can pay like the designers that are working on this and like I can I can focus my time on it so we can build better products and, and stuff. But I never want to like I don't want to be one of these companies that like Spotify and like many other companies that serve artists like I, I don't know much about like how Etsy works under the under the hood and other art type websites. But I just have read and heard and seen and been a part of so many bad things related to Spotify that I'm like. I'm on a, a really like fuck Spotify kick right now. <laughs> so if you're listening to this on Spotify, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, there's a lot of other places to listen to it. And Spotify is is kind of the devil. Um, so that's my rant. <laughs> oh, shit. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. I just I just I just paid the devil twelve ninety nine. I canceled. I canceled our Spotify subscription. So I don't know. What have you been using? Tell everybody what you've been using in place. I've been of that. I've been using this service called Tidal. It's T-I-D-A-L. It's pretty good. It almost, I think it has all of the same music as Spotify. There's certain things about the interface that are better than Spotify and certain things that are worse. And sometimes it might have less features, but, and it's about the same price too. But I will say about Tidal, they, as of right now, they are paying artists more per stream than Spotify does. And so that's the main reason why I went to Tidal. I've also heard good things about Apple Music and what they're paying artists, but I don't have an iPhone, so I'm not using Apple Music. What about Deezer? Or no, what's it called? I don't Is know. Deezer? Yeah, Deezer. Because I hear that a lot. I don't know what they're what they're paying out. I think there's like a push across the music industry, especially with like smaller independent artists that can't like broker these deals that like Taylor Swift or someone can broker with Spotify. There's this push to get like a penny per stream. So right now artists don't even make like one cent per stream. They make like 0.003 or 0.005 or something like that. I'm throwing out numbers, but it's like not, uh, not it's a lot of- It's non-existent practically. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, a lot, of, a lot of artists that I talk to that are on Spotify that are like smaller or even kind of popular smaller, we always joke, it's like, oh yeah, I got a, I got a check for $5 from Spotify you know, <laughs> for like, you know, last year of streaming. Uh, and even then, that seems like a lot of money to me based on what they pay per stream. So I remember when Melanie was telling me that you were like busy with an app. I never, I didn't like really, for, I do remember asking what kind it was her being like, oh, well, you know, it's like for like artists, like music. I And right away I was like, oh, he, she means like music. That's what I thought. So it's an app. Mm -hmm. and you just get it on Android and iPhone because I know that there's a difference between that uh, and like can you yeah just... so right now it's not like downloadable through like the app store or anything it is we're okay. in like closed like thing basically anyone that we like invite that wants to sign up so if anyone's listening and wants to sign up they can contact me somehow thank Twitter you. or something well, thank you um <laughs> So, like, I am pretty, like, liberal with, like, hey, anyone can sign up, but I also just want to know who's signing up. That way I can, like, get direct feedback from them because that's what we're looking for. We're still in test mode. There's still bugs. There's still features okay. that need to to get better or built in general. But we are in a really good place. It is, like, pretty stable. Um, I will say there is one major bug that we're trying to figure out, uh, and that's that iPhone users cannot log in. <laughs> um, but as far as, like the the stores that it will be available on um so we're actually building what's called a web app so it's not actually like an android or an iphone app and uh, we are turning it into something called a pwa which stands for progressive web app 
which means you can download it from, you can go to our website in your browser on your phone and you can just download it to you, to your phone, whether you have iPhone or Android and it will look. Oh, and that's be- awesome. Yeah, it'll look and behave just like any other app. Um, but we do need to figure out that login issue for iPhones. Uh, I know what causes it. I just don't know how to fix it. Um, I think that it's just iPhone. iPhone sucks. Yeah. I, I, I blame them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's kind of silly. Um, but uh, yeah, so it it is like uh, available to to everyone. But the cool thing about PWA too is you can download it directly from the Google Store once we we registered on that store. Um, so Android users will uh, get the benefits, but it'll be the same experience across all devices. It's it's also you can just open it on your computer if you just go to the website. We are going to, of course, tag Andrew. But like, if you want to ask, if you have any questions or you want to join, <laughs> <laughs> go and hit him up. I mean, like, yeah, yeah, call, you'll but... be in on the ground floor. There you can go. get like your username. Yeah, that's like a good selling point. Like, literally, I'm just Melanie. Like, yeah. no one else can take that. Now. Yeah. So <laughs> if, awesome. if you want to get your first name or like your preferred username, like if you want to be like, uh, I don't know, what's what's a cool username? If you want to be cool kid and not cool kid zero zero seven, um, <laughs> then then you can have that username. You know. Yeah. I saw, um, though I was watching a TikTok, it made me laugh so hard. Somebody was saying, oh, I'm trying to think of who it was, but I can't remember. It was on TikTok, and this guy was like, What the fuck is wrong with y'all? I left for a few days to come back, and somebody's, there's a person on TikTok whose name is Trump's Ushy Gushy Bussy. No. <laughs> I died. I was so like, no way. I looked it up and it's Do you true. know that I did not know <laughs> what a bussy was until Andrew told me like a couple months ago? I, I feel like it's a new term. I, I just learned it in the last like year. It's, oh, really? it's you, a new you one. didn't even know what it was? I had no idea what it was. He was like a bussy and I was like, what? <laughs> And he's like, yeah, you know, a bussy. And I was like, no. And so he had to describe I feel like it. you know these things before I do pretty often, though, because it is like an inter- a young internet TikTok term. And you are so, uh, I try you know. To stay with it. Hip yeah. and young. Yeah. You're so hip and young. You're no. normally the one that teaches me things. I know. But that I had yeah. no Andrew's, clue. Andrew's you know. old. <laughs> Actually, you are, you're 34, right? Yeah. So that means you were born in 87. That's correct. What, wait, what, you so, were born 83, right, Mandy? I'm 84. 84. And I was I was looking it up because like I have I have a really hard time figuring out um the okay, so I like it's as far as I'm concerned it's really really hard. Everybody just needs to like pick one and stick to it because I'm sick of it. Like if I go on Google and I look up what Gen X is, they're like, yeah, it's up until your birthday. And then I go and look at millennial and they're like, yeah, it's down until your birthday. And then it's like, um, Zenial. Oh yeah. Still. Okay. I was born in 84. Y'all need to just pick one so that I can just say, no, I do. I, I, I do not, you know, belong to that weird group. That's <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think apparently, uh, it, it always shifts, but I, I, for me, it's like if you're born in the 80s or 90s, you're basically a millennial. But like late millennials, like people born in the late 90s, they're in a weird group. And people born in the early 80s, they're in the weird group. So mm-hmm. I think if you're in the, like the yeah. center like us, we're like, but like we're we, like, like we are like we're like legit mo- we're millennials. Legit millennials <laughs> yeah, I feel like you yeah, are too, though. I feel like 84 is not it's not like. 80 you know what i no, mean exactly. I looked yeah it up four and years can be a lot like you're maybe a zenial i'm literally in the thing of a zenial a gen x and a millennial but i don't feel like i'm a millennial i kind of feel when i look up what zenial is i don't I'm know like, what oh, is okay, zenial i've never heard of that it. i've heard it but As, like i i don't know if that's like because I, it seems like a mix between gen z and and millennial, so I thought a zillennial was like a late, like a late '90s millennial. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, like Tabitha. So it's our sister Tabitha would I yeah. would assume would be more a, of a zennial than a than a. Well, Gen no, Z. a zennial generation with an X. Oh, is, okay. I haven't so even heard that. Okay. Yeah. No. It's, so it's X zennials. It's actually zennials. I but, see. Um, 
It's uh, the micro generation of people that were born in between 1977 and 1985. What do you guys consider yourselves when you guys are thinking about who you are and like what you grew up with? What are we? Uh, you mean of generational labels? Like what? Like the thing that you would Nin- say? 90s, 90s kids. kids. Yeah. That's and Amanda yeah. would say the same thing. Yeah. Because yeah, I was born because in the we 80s, were born in the eighties, but you know. we had our we had our formative our formative years were in the nineties. Yeah. You know, like yeah. in the eighties, we were like, like if you're if you're like five or six or seven or whatever in the eighties, that's like, like maybe you watch like eighties Sesame Street. That's not like that's something, but you remember like your I always say your formative years are like you know eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen those years. Like that mm-hmm. is, you know, and for me, that was definitely like late 90s. And, you know, I feel like some of the 90s spilled over into the 2000s. So yeah. we did get some, like I was definitely a teenager in like the, in the early, early 2000s, 2000s same. Um, which had its own things, you know, like uh, Austin Powers and Bucket Hats and things like that. <laughs> you yeah. know, like, uh, I don't know, there's something about the early 2000s like style too that I really, you I love. really like. It's like this weird mixture of like, like 90s cyber it's like cyber cute not cyber goth cyber cute mixed with like (laughs) like 60s throwback yeah like i i think like cyber cute is like like blow up furniture and like uh chunky shoes with like the reflective fake leather you know what i'm talking about like 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 think like rachel lee cook the actress in like any early movie she was in or like uh she's all that yeah i love she's all that or like or like a tv show like the sunglasses like the really weird like sunglasses that were like sleek and they were always like neon green or yeah yeah that's uh like oakley's Oakley's. everybody had you had like the the jeans with the frosted tips like the little stripes of monochromatic or what's it called like the it's like a like a it looked like a i don't know like a galaxy type it's like relaxed reflective yeah yeah (laughs) yeah that's what i'm talking about um I don't know. Uh, I know we were you were trying to pivot into '90s, and I just pivoted us into like, <laughs> You're like the millennium. Yeah, exactly. The, the turn of the millennium. No, no, no. We were on it though, yeah. and I feel like we're still on it. We're uh, so today's topic, which is what I was going to introduce. It was blur. Sorry, we talked for like 20 minutes yeah, about that. I know. I'm I was sorry. like, "Do you see the time, Andrew? Do you hey, see the here's, time?" Hey, here's another. Oh. You guys kept asking me questions. <laughs> Here, here's yeah, the other thing, no, though, like, is Blur is named after a 90s band. I know. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. another thing. No, no, I wanted you to talk about it. I Obviously, I wanted you to talk about it. But we wanted to talk about 90s things today. And mm-hmm. we were thinking about talking about 90s items. The most, like, memorable ones, I guess. I specifically ones. wanted to be on this podcast to talk about bubble gum. <laughs> yeah, no. Because <laughs> I was like, I can list a lot of different types of bubble gum. Like, I'm not especially a big fan of bubble gum or anything. I just, it popped into my head all of these different types of bubble gum from the 90s. All right, list them. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Uh, I might have to wait, look. Wait, 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 wait. I know you want to list them, but I want you to also think about like the, list them in the order that you actually like. So be oh, like, that's, that's going to be number ha- one's got to be. I'll try. Yeah, but just a little bit. Like yeah. at least your top three. But yeah. give me two seconds because I need to pee. Okay. And on that note, while she pees, I'm going to get some wine. Okay. I'm going to pee. <laughs> I am back. I grabbed wine. What girl? Andrew had to pee too, so. Okay, so are we going to talk about 90s bubblegum? Yeah, do it. Give, okay. give us some bubblegum. All right, so um, I'm going to try to think of like favorites. First of all, there is uh, Baseball Chew, which I used to love because uh, my brother played Little League and we would go to the, was it, is it called Baseball Chew? I think so. The ones with the little cards in them. Uh, like they might. I think they had cards. Well, no, no. It was like it was basically this. I want to call it's like a paper sack kind of. Okay, yeah, but with like but, a card in it, right? But, it was like one piece or something. No, no, no. When you when you opened okay. it up, I, I think you're thinking of like baseball card, gu- like gum that came with baseball cards, which that gum okay, tasted like cardboard, cool. but it, it had kind of this like nostalgic <laughs> taste. And now I'm thinking about it because my brother used to collect baseball cards. But yes, that was a thing. <laughs> But baseball chew, I, I hope I'm saying the right He's name. He's gonna look it up real fast. Um, okay, it 
It came in this like little sack. Big League Chew. Okay, I, I feel like it. I feel stupid now. Okay, Big League Chew. You open up this like sack and uh, and inside it was like shredded bubble gum. And and so you could oh so God, you could take you could yeah so it was supposed to be like uh like tobacco uh, the, so because you know because back in the day like a lot more I still people baseball players do this they'll chew tobacco while they're playing because the nicotine is like calming and they can't smoke while they're playing right yeah and that's why you see a lot of like baseball players like spitting on the field and yeah. it's gross so this was like four kids <laughs> <laughs> like doesn't it remind you of the cigarette pack no it's it's packaged exactly like those like like uh you know there's there's different types of uh of like tobacco like chewing tobacco right you have like skull that comes in the round can but they did have chewing tobacco that came in these like little paper sacks and the end time was like Very lined judged. with like plastic or something and yeah you know but and you know what like now that you say that that it was actually like tobacco i'm like oh my god of course and i never mm -hmm. put that together yeah that it was actually supposed to be like a tobacco bag. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, he said shredded, and I was like, it's tobacco. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, I, oh, man, I loved it because I, I used to get it from, like, the snack bar at the Little League games, and they had... And and the other thing about just 90s gum in general, but also Big League Chew, is it wasn't just bubble gum. There were all these other gum flavors, there, and especially there was always, like, apple gum, like sour apple gum and grape gum. And I love those. There's also sometimes like like blue raspberry gum and stuff like that. But oh my gosh. Okay, but can we talk for a second about how they used to market? Okay, well here's the other. To children. Yeah, here's the other yeah, thing they had, too. Yeah, like the, the cigarette one. Yeah, I was gonna say this isn't just '90s because they had cigarette gum like before you know yeah, before that wait the cigarette ones were like they were coated in this thing so when you would, yeah you could puff on it and it would and it would <laughs> make it look like, like smoke smoke but yeah it was like a. It was just rate. It was just like cheap, gross bubble gum that was like wrapped in paper, and between the piece of bubble gum and the paper, they put like a bunch of like powder. powder like, like it was like baby powder, powder or flour, or sugar yeah. powder, powdered yeah. sugar or something. Yeah. It was like powdered and if you, sugar or something. If you yeah. blew through it, it made look... it look like you did a puff of smoke. Yeah, but I mean, it's so the, clever. The tobacco companies were behind that. Of course, for they sure. Were. Actually, we had some for Chloe. So you can imagine, you can still and buy I, I'm trying to think of who bought it. I think it was Gea, so my mother-in-law, and I think it was in Germany. <laughs> and this was when she was like five or something. I've never seen him again since then. So I guess it like took a while for Europe to be like, maybe we shouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm sure you can still find, you can still get Big League Chew in America for sure. I bet you can still find bubblegum cigarettes, but it, you know, it's not as widely sold. It, it's just more of a novelty thing, you know. Okay, so that's Big League Chew. That, that was, was just one. That, wait, was that your top? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay. Because of, why? Because it just brings back good memories? Nostalgia and also it was really good gum. Like, I thought so, at least. I liked it. It was also it was a, a big packet of gum, you know? Yeah. Um, and, For anybody uh, that doesn't know this, Andrew loves sweets. Yeah. Okay, so the other one is Bubble Yum. They're like these little little cubes, and it's normally a pack of a few of them. And the flavor I really liked of Bubble Yum, and I think this is like their most popular flavor, was uh, watermelon Bubble Yum. I remember it Bubble was, Yum. It was I really chewy, remember. really juicy. Yeah, I loved watermelon. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. They might have just had plain bubble gum flavor too, but like, why would you buy that? When I know you the, the watermelon. watermelon was the best. Yeah. It was also kind of tart tart flavored like it had like and it, it was mm -hmm. sweet but it had a little bit of that yeah i, I, I don't know that. it was i love and they looked cute too yeah, yeah. It, like was like a green, green like a very tiny green, green and stripe. pink yeah, yeah green on and the rest was like yeah. pink yep exactly yeah yeah so bubble yum and you just wanted to like bite it and like right away like swallow it because it yeah, just and it fucking smelled so good, so good oh yeah. yeah no i remember the smell too damn okay so next bubble tape of course it came in like this plastic round yeah thing. round thing you could bring the little tape part yeah you'd pull out. it out and then crimp it yeah <laughs> crimp it with yeah. the container that it came in exactly it always reminded me of like these because i um i have bad asthma mm. and so uh there are these kinds of asthma things where you could like roll it and it looked yeah. just like that and i was always a, a, disappointed a ver or something my yeah. mom had that <laughs> yeah and you had to like yeah it was uh, weird but it always reminded me of bubble tape yeah definitely 
Bubble um, tape. Um, we, I, I think that I just uh, chewed up the last bit of uh, Jeremy's. I think like last week because he didn't like it. Oh. Uh. Uh-uh. But we, they have like little tiny ones out here, and mm. they are shit. I remember bubble tape being <laughs> you, good, like good quality gum. Yeah. Back in the day. Yeah, it was. It uh, reminds me of um, what is it called? Fruit by the foot. Yeah, fruit by the mm-hmm. foot. For some reason, yeah. it reminds oh, me of that. For sure. Which were also oh. Freaking so amazing, delicious. like going to school and having fruit by the foot was like, oh. All right, so. I'm not done yet, by league, the way. But hold on, little. Big league chew. Big league chew. Bubble yum. Bubble no, yum. Bubble tape. Okay, so here, the next one is, it's kind of an 80s and, and 90s gum, but zebra stripe. Yes. Um, <gasps> oh my God. It tastes. It came in like the little... Band-Aid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that's a different one. I, I haven't gotten to Band-Aid gum yet. Um, <laughs> okay, so. Uh, zebra stripe is the gum has the the zebra uh, stripes on the outside, but they're all different colors. It's fruit gum. It comes. There's different flavors in in the gum. When you chew it, it, lo- it loses it loses flavor almost immediately. But it is a good taste. You can make a, a fruit cocktail by chewing multiple different fruits at the same time. But the wrappers, the wrappers of each individual piece of gum has like a temporary tattoo like a yeah. lick it stick it tattoo yeah. but it's like an awful tattoo as well <laughs> like like zebra stripe is like the lowest quality of everything but it's so cool because it has an awesome zebra on it yeah I was a badass say, zebra a badass that like zebra. surfs and stuff yeah i remember that. so you know it, it gets points for that but like quality of gum and quality of tattoo uh you know it did taste good it just it would lose, lose its taste like right away yeah yeah, yeah. um okay, okay so since you brought it up there is i think it's called like ouch gum or something like that they it comes in a metal tin it looks like band-aids and like the gum kind of is like the gum looks wrapper kind of, kind of has like, like a band-aid a, yeah. thing on it i don't have much to say about that i think it's all fruit flavors i don't remember um it, to be yeah, i vaguely remember that one let me think if there's anything else that I am missing on the gum front. The one that I had to, that when I looked up 90s gum, the one that I was reminded of that I didn't really, I probably had it once, was powdered gum. Oh, it I came in like that. a jug. Oh, yeah. Do I you love remember those. that? It tastes, I remember yeah. that. Like it came in like a little tiny jug. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't jug. like a milk carton jug. It was more like a flat one. Yeah. It looked like one of those. Like, it looked like an oil jug. For, like, like if. Yeah. Yeah. Cass remembers too. He just barked. <laughs> Cass is two years old. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, man. I'm. There's like something at the front of my head. All right. On well, gum. while you think about it, we're going to move we on. We talked about the... gum too long. I know. This I'm sorry. kid is no, so obsessed I with gum. I wanted to say something I'm not really obsessed with about gum. gum because yeah. I read this fact last week and Mm -hmm. i I think it was on facts on instagram or something but because i don't like i chew gum but like you know spearmint or something else um or fresh mint or something all the time Mm -hmm. chloe loves like the bubble yum but then like dirt different flavors they don't have watermelon out here i chew a lot of gum but i found out that in singapore Actually, it's outlawed, and it's been outlawed since 1992. The only bubble gum that is allowed to be sold, and I guess they did it like 10 years later, they finally said, okay, so like nicotine gum and stuff, or dental gum, like that is now allowed, but like actual chewing gum has been outlawed. Like you will get fined, you're not allowed to. And they, they I Singapore. guess they did that because In of Singapore, all the people like throwing gum on the floor and, oh. you know, the, the ground and everything. They outlawed it. It's been outlawed since 1992. Wow. I, I've heard that. I didn't know it was outlawed for that long, though. Singapore actually has a lot of very harsh laws. Like, Singapore is one of, the, like, the. it's supposed to be one of the most, like, cleanest um, countries slash cities. Because Singapore is literally a city that is a country. It's very small. Yeah, they have a lot of other... Uh, laws that might seem harsh um 90s yeah, the yeah. 90s. you interrupted my gum thing to change the subject yeah because i wanted to talk about more 90s things like okay. discmans and walkmans and okay discman like i feel like discmans like honestly that was around the middle of uh, the 90s when i was like oh okay this is like something that everybody is starting to do mm-hmm. it was like the you know yeah. Like 90, what, what was like 96 or something? All of a sudden, everybody started to have one. But before that, it was like mixtapes. And yeah. that, I mean, I would be 
in my room. I'm sure you remember, Andrew, this when you had to like run to your radio, like as soon as you heard the song. Like, a song or yep. you heard a song was coming yep. up, you'd be like, I'll just start taping right now. And yep. then I'll just, you know, like. That way you have it for later. It yeah. Yeah. So yeah. You just had like DJs like finishing a sentence or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think that like like the um the growth of like CDs and CD players was even later than 96. I think like in the mid 90s, CD stuff was still expensive, but it was getting like popular, more popular. Um, but I do remember maybe like 1999 or even in the early 2000s, f uh, finally getting a disc man for Christmas. Me and my sister both got them and uh, and it was awesome. I loved my disc man. I put it on my hip and I would walk to school with it and listen to like all the little like uh, punk bands that I I loved, but also Vanessa Carlton, because um, I I'm I'm an eclectic uh, person. I love Vanessa. Yeah, Carlton. yeah, but like I do remember. Um, so this was like I think two years before we left. It might have been the year before that we left to America. So it was either ninety six or ninety seven. You are right because um, I remember one of our cousins who were you know. We grew up poor, but they grew up very, very well off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, they would always come over and they would show off what they got for Christmas when, you know, you got together with the grandparents. But I do remember her being like, look what I got. And it was a disc man, but she had gotten it um, as a stocking stuffer, dude. Oh, and my And I remember gosh. being like, that would be all of our presents all together. Right. Yeah. Like, we, we get M&Ms if we're lucky. When I got a disc man, it was like the main <laughs> present. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I remember the first time I got like an actual CD player. This was not yeah. in the 90s. This was like more of the 2000s. Same. But I never had a disc man. I know Amanda had one. Mm -hmm. But I was. I think I mean, Jennifer and I were too young to have one. Yeah. I remember my first CD player. I love yeah. the fact that. Oh, so the other thing too is, you know, in that transition between like tapes and CDs, I remember wanting to buy a CD so badly. And my grandma would always take us birthday shopping where we'd go to like target and ross and she'd buy you she'd buy you like a, a set of clothes and then like something that you liked and i remember like the the one thing that i wanted was i wanted a green day cd because um oh, i love because green i day. loved I green day i so heard them, yeah i heard them on the radio and i remember that song time of your life was out at that point <gasps> and you know it was such song. it was such a like that song was so like prolific and big at the time and i was like oh i want a cd with that song but i didn't know what cd it was from and i didn't we didn't have the internet either so i couldn't look up what cd it was on i just knew it was by green day from hearing it on the radio so we went to target of course to buy a green day cd i was like i know it's green day but i don't remember maybe they just didn't it's on nimrod i know that now maybe they just didn't have nimrod or i didn't recognize it but they did have dookie so i was like well i don't think they have the song i think it's called something unpredictable or something like that because i didn't know the name yeah. of the song and so I was like, okay, well, I'll just get this because I know I like Green Day. I like that song. And I was really disappointed that it wasn't on there, but I also liked the other songs because I recognized them yeah. from the radio too. And so the very first CD I ever bought was Dookie, but I didn't have a CD player to listen to it. Aww. So we had this old Mac that did have a CD player. So I'd sit like in the kitchen uh, living room. We had this like combined kitchen living room area. At the computer desk, my mom's like old Mac that didn't have the internet and I'd put the CD in and I'd listen to the yeah. listen to the CD there. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. I, yeah. fuck, I remember like, do you, do you remember? I'm sh I don't know. I think you were probably too young, but when CDs like became a thing, you would get, um, I don't, I'm sure you don't have that in America anymore you would get like these folders at home and they would be like, yep. oh, like 10 CDs for, you know, this much money or whatever. And it was yeah. like super, super cheap. It was cheap. like a CD club thing. Yeah. I remember, and this is so fucking awful, that this is the type of kid I was. So we would get them. And of course, you know, my mom would just like put them away or throw them away or whatever. But I would look at them like, oh shit. Right before we left to leave to Holland, about um i think i would think i would say like two months i you didn't have to pay up front or mm -hmm. anything like mm -hmm. you would get the 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 cds and then you had to like pay in a bill and i just wrote my name down like fucked up my entire birth date like said something else and i got cds in and i remember mom being pissed 
Okay. She was so upset. But I got like a bunch of Green Day CDs and I got Smashing Pumpkins nice. and I got I was so I mean and what I just can't imagine how pissed off mom was because I know how she was and also I remember you having those CDs and the CD player. Okay. Uh yeah. so super funny and uh like almost the same story but i i want to tell my older brother who is older than you by a little bit i think he is, was born in 81 or something like that he did the same thing you know you'd get the thing in the mail and it was like 20 cds for a penny and that as long as you subscribe after that and they send you like the cd yeah. of the month from your list you'd still list but it was all on a paper thing and he probably lied about his birthday or something um and he got his 10 or 20 cds or whatever it was and then the company kept calling the house and, uh, you know, trying to get him to make payment on things. This must have been like the worst business model ever. They, do, they still do it. You but, know that, right? Yeah. I mean, they probably are better at like taking credit card information up front now. But basically. Yeah, but that's what I think it was. I don't yeah. think I put my own name down. I think it came at that name. Everything mm. was already filled in. You really mm. just needed to kind of like. Hmm sign it and send it back i don't even think you yeah. needed to sign it you had to send it back but i think that i did it on my mom's name oh okay well anyway now that i'm thinking about it so my yeah. <laughs> my my brother must use his name but my parents basically got on the phone with these people because i guess they kept calling the house and was and they were like well he's a minor and you can't enter into a contract with a minor so it sucks for you stop calling <laughs> <laughs> like exactly like my parents weren't dad. my parents weren't like they weren't pissed at my brother. They probably weren't happy with him, but they also were like, that company should have known better. Like they, they should have some better protection to, exactly. for themselves. That's like, that's how I'm we thinking think, about it. I think it. we've talked about this on the podcast before about the fact that you had back then, you also had like the psychic phone calls. Yeah. Remember I yeah. told you that you call, like, you call a psychic and me and Tawny did that one time. <laughs> yeah. And I was on the phone with them for so long. My mom got a phone bill in and the phone bill was like that only that call was like, 300 and something dollars yeah well and so my mom called the phone uh the phone company and the them or whatever and was like or they she called the company or the phone and i just remember her screaming at them like it's a fucking psychic and you couldn't you didn't know that she's only 13 like <laughs> you're supposed to be a fucking psychic she didn't pay it but i do remember her being pissed yeah well, at least those psychic companies, they had a good business model where, where they charge you through your phone bill. So they, they were probably making money, but they also got in tons of trouble. Like Miss Cleo's probably in jail. <laughs> probably. Uh, uh, Who's Miss Cleo? Like, Miss Cleo was like the... the um, she was, she like was on the... the commercial. She was like the psychic yeah. commercial like that if you would think, see. If you, if you think about a psychic being um, being advertised on an on like a 80s, Yeah, she had this 90s. like... She's possibly fake Jamaican accent. Yeah. I, I don't know. And and she'd be like, call Miss Cleo now. Yeah. You know, no, I'm not going to do the accent. But... No, no. <laughs> oh, wait. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> no, no, I'm not going <laughs> no, to. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm thinking what, of Nathan. What, Nathan was, your, like, you. <laughs> what um, was your first CD that you ever got, Mel? Uh, do you remember? Yeah. The very first CD I ever got was a Blink-182 CD. And I remember the smiley face one. What was that one? That was um, that was the self-titled CD. Yeah, so I got that yeah. one, and I would just listen to that CD because it was just so good. Yeah, that um, was like two thousand three or two thousand four. Yeah, came out. so like that was like my very first one, and then mm -hmm. after that, I my second CD was the Sum Forty One CD. Nice, because I just also very good. I like. I absolutely approve. Yeah. Which one? All, all filler, no killer. Yeah, all filler, no killer. It was my very. It was my very first one, and it also came with this awesome like cd or this like it was an enhanced cd you could put it in the computer and there'd be like a music video or something there on was it. a music video and then also you could see all the shit that they got up to so it was like it was like this like uh interview with them yeah and was it on the cd or was there another cd in the case that had all of that it stuff? was it was another one on that note do you guys remember enhanced cds it was like just one cd that you would get it was an audio cd but they would like they would burn or print the CD in a way where it had all the audio tracks and then on the like the inside groove of the CD, if you can imagine that, there was like a data track. 
So like that would work on your computer, but it couldn't hold much information. So it would be like yeah. it would be like one music video would fit on there. Yeah. And uh, I'm I trying remember to remember that shit. Yeah. I'm trying to remember which remember enhanced it. CDs I had. I think I had. Uh, I I should go through my CDs at some point. We should do an episode where we go through my CDs. Oh my god, that would be um, amazing. Because I have them all in the closet. The thing that I miss also is like I literally. I think I was. Um, I'm trying to think what i was listening to oh yeah uh pumped up kicks i was listening mm-hmm. to that with chloe in the car and she was like singing the lyrics perfectly and i was like what the fuck and i was trying to explain to her that like i don't know very many lyrics of songs that are like new completely like i unless i listen to them very very often mm-hmm. but when you were a kid you well not a kid but a teenager you would get the the the, the booklet what do you call it the cassette tapes or the cds with booklets and yep. they all had lyrics but you also had like interviews with mm-hmm. um you know the 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 artists and and extra pictures and all that kind of liner shit. notes and yeah. and uh credits yeah that was one of my favorite things i would get go to like tower records and get get a cd and then come home and listen to it and while i was listening to it i'd read the lyrics and read all the thank yous and read like who like recorded and produced the CD. And if there were liner notes, I'd read the liner notes, which are normally like the band talking about a song. um, That actually got me in a lot of trouble. (laughs) Reading the lyrics? Because because I I had tried to commit suicide. uh, And mom and our stepdad, he who must not be named, um, found my (laughs) Sum 41 CD and they went through all the lyrics and they were mm. like well this is why <laughs> and 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 so they had me throw all of my music away oh my gosh that's the worst yeah I, so i didn't i don't even have those cds anymore because mom and that guy threw them away. the thing is is like they were they but they were always like he especially was like that but yeah i mean i had awful. to hide my sublime cd um yeah with music and stuff especially and they they oh yeah i mean that's a whole different we <laughs> a whole different podcast yeah sorry i'm sorry that i did that that, but i just was thinking about it like had had it not come with all those things which is awesome they wouldn't have thrown it away yeah (laughs) yeah but uh anyways moving on uh did you guys ever i know i know you probably did did you ever have a tamagotchi amanda i uh yeah i had multiple tamagotchis that i um I, i think i got one for like my birthday or something one time and then um when they kind of weren't like super super cool anymore um i had a couple from um, my friends or the i wouldn't say it was super cool but when people were really irritated with them and didn't want them anymore they gave them to you yeah the thing i remember about tamagotchis is first they were like really hot and like only kind of richer kids had them yep because uh, exactly. I think they're more expensive, but then they started getting like cheaper and cheaper, and like people would sell them at yard sales because they got tired of them, or your friend would give them to you because they got tired of it. Um, so I don't think I got one until kind of that era, and I swear that they like were giving them out at like Taco Bell or McDonald's or something, and that might be how I got one. And I probably like played with it for fifteen minutes, and then was like, meh. I this is stupid. Loved Tamagotchis, yeah. and I and I see that same love in Kaylin when mm-hmm. she plays these games where you can like, it's like those you games have a, are Tamagotchis. They are. It's yeah. like an egg, yeah. egg that you hatch, an egg that you hatch, and she gets so excited because yeah. you can also put two animals together to create a new breed, and like you could just see like the obsession. Yeah, and there it's. I remember like. Because the Tamagotchis are just like these little like pixelated. Little, yeah, like, but it is things. the same thing. But it's it was so cute, and I remember I remember getting frustrated because I didn't know how to use it because you only get like three buttons, right? And you're like, I just didn't know how to use the buttons. So yeah, I, I, yeah, you know what I mean? Like it's like oh, you're, no, your dog exactly your dog you pooped. You need to clean up the poop. It's like well, I have three buttons. Which one is the clean poop button? So you yeah. end up cleaning. <laughs> you end up pressing all the buttons. Anyways, yeah. Honestly, I love the game, and I do I do see it with like Chloe. She had it when she was a kid. She of course now not anymore, but. And then, like, Kaylin, like, sitting in the back of the car with Kay and her being like, look at this fucking birdie tiger that I made, yeah. like, shitting everywhere all over. And I just remember being like, 
that just thinking about it like that the anxiety <gasps> that it gave me when mine would die because i didn't feed it enough yeah, but or see, something they don't do that in these in these games anymore they don't ever die they poop a lot and you have to take care of them but they don't die yeah i think they like probably learned maybe that's like a little bit like Tra- fucking traumatizing, traumatizing. <laughs> like when your dog is upside down with x's on its eyes yeah like, and- how many times i feel like i killed my tamagotchi and had to reset it multiple times like you remember the reset where you had to like you had to like like push it with like a pen yeah like push it in the back back to reset it yeah and i couldn't do it so i had to keep going over to like either you or josh or jennifer and i'm like can you like it died again again it died again and you're just like well what the fuck did sometimes it died for no reason okay you didn't understand what like why it died like you're like i fucking fed you you know, I cleaned up your shit. Like, I let you sleep. Because that was pretty much, like, all, all you they really... Could do. Like, now you have, like, cute clothes and shit. That We didn't have all that. No. No. Um, and it just kept beeping. Oh, my God. Okay, okay. So, what was the next thing? How about... You tell us, Mandy. Stick on earrings. Stick, stick on, on earrings. earrings. Yes. Oh, my, God. Oh my gosh. Like, the little star, stickers, like, little jewels and stuff. Oh, my like God. 3D. Yeah, yeah, I definitely wore some stick on earrings. Did you? Yeah. Oh, Just, so like, one, one though, you know? I love that. You, sh- you should do that more. Yeah. I keep telling Andrew that I, <laughs> I love, okay, I don't know what it is, but when boys wear anything that's, like, mildly, like, feminine, I like, whatever in my a non-existent penis like goes up <laughs> yeah i don't have like my Christian fe- my has, femi boner mm-hmm. when i came to holland like people it was like back it was like a like a i, w- I wouldn't say an unwritten rule but it was kind of like oh a boys only have like one earring one ear and that's it and if you had it like both ears then you you know were you, you were gay and like it was this stupid thing it was so dumb and then it was also like if you had it in your i think it was in your right ear instead of your left or or maybe yeah the way around, yeah if it's on your also... right ear so when i came to holland and i noticed that um most of the guys out here only had like one earring so i was like okay it's like out here it's the same thing then and then christian had two and he was just like I, I just thought that was so badass of him that yeah. he was just like, I fucking want to do, so I'm going to fucking get to. Like, that, I just like it better that way. Yeah, yeah. it's so hot on I, people. <laughs> I am I feel like that we, like, when we were, like, in high school, at least me and Melanie, that, like, at that point, like, having ear piercings for guys was just, like, no, it was not norm- a problem. Yeah, it was normal, but they did say you had yeah. to have it on one side, and I do remember people If you had it. one, like, if you were a guy and you had one, it had to be on your left side because this this is the thing that uh, I think my, like, step-grandma told me this, that her son told her this. Uh, he said, right is wrong, which is super fucked up. But that's how people thought back in, like, the 80s and 90s, you know? And I, I think the thing was that, like, the right ear thing was like an actual symbol for the gay community that like couldn't come out but wanted to signal to each other yeah but then that like seeped into the general populace of knowing so it wasn't a secret sign anymore yeah, then it was then it was a taboo yeah and then i think the both this is what i think about the both ear thing because i i think i remember people like in the late 90s going like oh it doesn't matter the one ear or the other but both ears means you're gay i think that came from pe- yeah. from guys just being like um dicks and like scared of other guys expressing themselves in other ways so they're like you got two earrings that's gay you know like there's a lot of it things was a, it's like oh you wear thing that, yeah that term though yeah that's 90s, gay that's gay was that's a super so 90s. messed up that's yeah. also a super that's a 90s. super 90s thing yeah. it is it is and and they would use it in different ways too like it was a proxy for like that sucks or that's stupid which is bad in its own but then it was also just like I, like i think you are a less than man or you are like effeminate in some way and that makes me uncomfortable so i'm gonna call you gay like i I got called gay so much i used to use that term that's gay when i was younger and i remember the last time i used it um the very last time i used it i was hanging out with my friend chris who is gay but i didn't know that at the time i just knew that chris was different i didn't Mm -hmm. know like what his sexuality was exactly yeah and i remember saying that's gay and i remember him giving me a look and i was like oh i'm so sorry like i just immediately realized like how fucked up that term was 
and that saying was and um since then i've never i never used it. that was years and years and years ago but it was it's a it was a horrible mindset of and it, it did it stemmed from I, toxic I, it's masculinity not even that, yeah, yeah but it's sure. not even that i was using that term as like a i hate was, gay people or anything like that it was like so that. part of the uh of like the cultural lexicon yeah that like we all said it you know yeah there there's a lot of things that we pro- like the the r word yeah. you know like it was just yeah. it was so ingrained in uh in our culture to say stuff like that because you know it that's that's what we said yeah no it, and it, usually you'd use it as a term of like oh that's not cool or that's yeah, weird that or whatever that's yeah. that sucks yeah that's and i i remember knowing before i said it the last time that it was not something that i wanted to use anymore because i realized the damage it could do to a person that you know was gay or bisexual or whatever because i also identified at that time as bisexual like i didn't realize at the time that i was pan um so of course like you know you educate yourself and you realize like your mistakes and then you you learn from them and um i still remember that because it was such a learning moment just like seeing chris's face and like how he reacted to it he didn't say anything but his face said it all and um yeah but uh anyways I no guess. i think it's i i, I mean it was like it's just such a stupid thing that it, but like everybody it, exactly everybody did it everybody said it but it it just goes to show and i think that um which is by the way before we go off mm-hmm. i wanted to say this you talked last week about atypical mm-hmm. and i watched the entire season so anybody that is watching it and you don't want spoilers can you just please just don't listen like end but, it now <laughs> um yeah but when now we're talking about like how everything is back then when we grew up in the 90s it was it it was it was a phobia yeah practically yeah especially by boys and men which is sad because when you think about like men who are not like that like the the masculine type of person to go through anything like if you did anything and it, it literally it could be the fact that you said oh i kind of like dawson's creek yeah you'd right away oh you're so oh you're, you're yeah because it was a more feminine it was such a big thing yeah and so to watch atypical and watch um his sister um you know go through like the noticing okay that she's you know, falling for a girl in season three and everything, but then seeing her go, I mean, I don't know. I, maybe I, I'm I not, watched the maybe whole I'm thing. The only so. one. No, to what? see her kind of struggle with no, it. But- and then, and then for her to be like, actually, I've realized that I'm bisexual. And that was, a yeah. that was mm-hmm. such a, uh, like that hit me. Okay. First of all, that actress is amazing. Just, she's oh, fuck- she's oh my so God. Amazing. She's so good. And she's so fucking gorgeous but the the the, i don't know if they're gonna do it but i'm so excited for next season because i don't know if you noticed it i don't know if you picked up on it but the last couple episodes they were she was talking about how they were hinting that she um is going through uh gender dysmorphia that she is struggling with her gender and i am so i like i started crying because i was like fucking this is so, Important. so good that and they're it, just mm-hmm. bringing it out in the open also that you can see people, you know what I mean? Like the, that the transition other... of also noticing like, hey, I'm yeah. going through something, but it's because of the, I think it's so good. Yeah. I can't wait. Till no, next me season. too. The only other show I've ever seen do that so far is um, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Hmm. Um, because I forget the name of the character, but there's one character in that show that is actually transgender and goes from a girl, so from a she to a he, and everyone yeah. is is dealing with the the newness of it. And some people, some people in a show deal with it really well, and then some other ones have, struggle a little bit more. But I think it's really important for shows and for stories to. Um, have have more of that in it did you pick up on that the last couple episodes they were hinting at it i didn't pick up on it but when you look at the way that her character acts throughout like from season one you can tell that they're not the most feminine person but she's in real life she has already come out as gender neutral so she's very um what's the word androgynous uh, androgynous yeah yeah, so non-binary, um, they, them, sort of. 
Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, is that these last two episodes, she was saying at a certain point, they're asked, like, she, there's, they were asking, like, what's up? Like, what's going on? And she's saying, like, I don't know. Like, I don't feel, um, I'm trying to think of what she says. She says something like, I don't, like, feel right with myself or something. But she says something about not feeling good um, in her skin or something like that. What? Like, not feeling good in her skin yeah but there's something else and then she, i'm trying to think they 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 uh point towards it three different times because at a one certain point she says something about being a girl so not not being like i can't remember exactly what she says something about not being and she uses those words like girly or girl and then later on they also state that um she says something and then she says that she feels like a bad boy and so they um they just hinted at it multiple times so i looked yeah. online and there were some other people that were also like did i get you know these vibes from that episode <laughs> dysmorphia vibes yeah no that's that's awesome like i i i mean i struggle with that and andrew knows i've talked talked to him a couple times like um you know i do identify as a she her majority of the time but i also have i struggle with my identity like i feel like i'm not a girl or a boy or anything sometimes so um so yeah i definitely would love to see like that portrayal i can't wait yeah me either um but uh today was awesome thank you guys so much for talking and like for going through stuff with us and uh, thank you for telling us about Blur. Thank you for Mr. listening. Mr. Andrew. Blur and Bubblegum. Blur and Bubblegum. Blur and Bubblegum. Yeah. I'm totally down. We, we have to, like, we have to do this one more time. And then we are definitely, like, going to talk about all of the, what do you call that? Um, CDs? New CDs? No. The, like, pictures that we, like, how many pictures I think the world was, like, covered in, in people like people's pictures that they threw away after they got them developed and that kind of shit because it was oh like my god we oh you yeah got, like, no got the pictures we, back we'll and have, it was like 50 to 60 percent you had to throw away yeah we'll <laughs> definitely do another episode just on like uh, we didn't uh, of course we didn't like go through all we of didn't we scratch never the service no we didn't stuff. but that's okay well this will be part one okay and i'll be back with a bubblegum update if i remember <laughs> other bubblegums <laughs> All if right. you don't remember other bubble gums, there's other ones so I know it. It was such a big thing. <laughs> okay, guys, uh, you guys can catch us on Twitter at Trauma and Laughs Pod. You can also catch us on Instagram at Trauma and Laughs. Sometimes we post stuff. We're pretty funny. Uh, catch us on there. Uh, we also have an email, Trauma and Laughs at gmail.com everything Yay. will be linked in our show notes uh thank you guys all for listening in thank you andrew and amanda for talking today <laughs> stop thinking me i'm gonna punch you okay anyways have a great that's gonna be on the I'm nice gonna, to, to <laughs> i liked it, it have a good, a good day yeah you, you have, have a, a good, good night day. rest all of right. the day bye. bye i love you guys bye, bye. it's Tramaraderie. Tramaraderie. Ha <laughs> ha.